Greetings, dear listeners, and welcome to Reformed Meditations. I'm Lee, and as I promised, the second half of my conversation with Kobe Munsey from over at Rural Bible Reviews is here. So without any further ado, let's jump back into our conversation. Uh, oh, and just as a, as a context clue, uh, at this point in our conversation, the recording service that we were using started a countdown timer to the end of our call which left us in suspense. And then when it didn't shut off our call or the recording after we went over the allotted time, it spun us out into a a pretty interesting conversation about church and the use of time, perhaps even the significance of the passage of time. And I hope that our uh, rambling will be fruitful and interesting and perhaps even entertaining to all of you. So without any further ado, Here's the second half of that conversation. Let's whatever that means. Extended, extended by, by or extended by whatever. That's for you long-winded preachers. That's what we need for some of those <laughs> folks. <laughs> you need to get your gospel point across in 30 minutes or less. <laughs> i got to be at the Sizzler by 12 noon. The Sizzler. <laughs> the Baptist there. <laughs> That's what the uh, the people at the church I used to go to would say. Like, we got to get you out on time so you can beat the Baptist to Bob Evans. Oh gosh, there, there's a uh, there's a. And I was well, like, I hey, I am you. one of those Baptists. What are you talking about? That's right. We do have a local Baptist church that rest assured they are out by twelve noon, no matter what. Wow. I don't care if. He had a 45 minute sermon and something happened or whatever, and he didn't get up until 1130. He cut it short and you were done out the door, altar call, whole nine by 12 noon. <laughs> wow. Man. So there's that. that that's interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I will say uh, I, I've enjoyed um, – so my, my channel, it's not liturgical, you know, like in the formal sense that, that people might say of, you know, like an Anglican service or a Lutheran service. But when you when you truly do have an order of worship and there are pieces in place, it is oh, funny so how how pretty, like how standard length your your services can be. Of course, ours right. are – ours are – longer i guess but it's not it's no like three hour prophecy open mic like uh, glory of zion or something right? <laughs> like santa claus that's what he looks like santa claus. <laughs> yeah he does <laughs> he wears those those uh casual friday white shirts, shirts. <laughs> what's his name chuck um uh isn't his name chuck um, it's chuck something uh i've heard chris rosebrook say his name enough i should remember but i know on uh on his uh, uh prophecy bingo <laughs> yes uh, Gosh, that was such a good idea it was and, and oh that that place is just a disaster and when he pulls them up i'm just sitting there looking at it you know you ever said coming to america a long time ago but yeah all right you remember when eddie and arsenio were sitting in the ball in the bar and they're making all those different girls and those tours and they're just sitting there with their mouths wide open like that's how <laughs> yeah. i am every time he pulls up 
you know, the open <laughs> mic night, you know, prophecy. I'm like, what is this? I'm like, why do people buy into this? Oh, it's so terrible. And why would you sit through it? Because it's all like, it's just so weird. It's so weird. It is. It, it's strange. It's like people are just coming up and just, you know, spewing nonsense. And I'm like, where's the, I need just one time I'd like to be able to hack into their system. And just wait for the opportune moment and play that clip of R.C. Sproul going, what's wrong with you people? <laughs> Gosh, I love that clip. That is oh, so it's so good. great. It, it is. It's so. it's just classic, man. And then I, I like how everybody laughs. And then he he goes, no, I'm serious. What's wrong with, you know? <laughs> and that's when he goes into the whole, we don't know who God is. You know, um, he's holy and we're not. <laughs> Amen to that. So, Amen. <laughs> I yeah. miss RC. Me too. Me too. Uh, yeah. Uh, renewing your mind has been fire lately. I've, I've yes. really been enjoying those episodes. Yes. Yeah. It's and table talk has been outstanding too. I, um, what was it? Probably back before Christmas, they had a special where you got like a um, Ligonier journal and um, three years of table talk for like, was it like $50? Um, wow. So, That's awesome. Yeah. So I re-upped quickly. <laughs> so I love table talk. I wanted to, it's so good. Oh, and my, you my church case. started, started carrying yeah, it. it and we, uh, so, so we actually have, copies of table talk out on a table at church for people to pick up a uh, month. Nice. Uh, nice. It's so it is the, the premier reformed magazine. Like nobody it can touch is. it. It's amazing. It, well, I mean, it's got all these great articles and then it has your daily devotion. And in the bottom corner, it has the reading plan that I've got printed off here. Um, you know, for you to, you know, do that. And, and I love, too, like um, how it's got the dig deeper where, yeah. you know, you read the your devotion for that day. And if you want to dig deeper, here's some more texts that are related to this. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that's very scroll-esque in, in how it's like. Very scroll-esque. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you see the, uh, the, the dollar back issues Ligonier sale? Uh, yes. I, a couple yes. I dove hard into that one. <laughs> well Hard. the beauty is being a subscriber you have access to all the back issues digitally so i just oh, utilize yeah, that true. yeah so. although i don't know i'm such a boomer i still like my my print magazine <laughs> I, you know I, carry I, do too. Gear. I do too I, I like having my print stuff but i'm trying to you know my wife tries to cut down on clutter and things like that so i try to you know keep her happy so i don't <laughs> i don't get too much into it. and like it's funny i got that slip case that came with it uh that was the other part of the deal and it, it's almost full and she said well what you need to do when it gets full is just start taking out from the back you know your oldest ones and i'm like <sighs> Uh, um, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, about that. 
<laughs> I'm like, yeah, I, I can take those out. And I'm looking around going, where am I going to hide them? <laughs> you know, it's funny, the slipcase thing. I have considered uh, uh, repurposing the slipcase from my uh, Reformation Study Bible exactly for table talk back issue storage. Perfect. There you go. But this this thing is great because it, it's 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 divided up to into three sections. So, you know, yeah, it holds holds a year's worth. So I've got three years worth over there right now. Well, not three full years. Nice. Um, yep. So I just don't want to get rid of them. I love them because it's just interesting to go back and look at them. Um, oh yeah, and all the and, and I love timeless. too. Oh, it is. And I love, too, like how, you know, people think, well, you know, like an AR6 Pro, they're Presbyterian, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but like Joe Thorne's written for them. Um, Costi Hens written for them. Um, I'm trying to think of who else I've seen in there. But I'm if you read the bio of the people that write these little articles, oh, uh, Virgil Walker's written for them. Um, yeah, Virgil but Walker not has, always, uh, Sam Renahan yeah. has. Yeah, they're not always, you know, Baptist. Oh, uh, Tom Askell has. So yeah, that's right. But you know, they're not always. The Jared Longshore, always been really. I, I think Jared Longshore really wrote for him. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, well, you know, thinking back, like, um, I a lot of the the best Baptists that I've been introduced to, I I've been introduced to through Ligonier, either through like a teaching series, or. Right. Um, or, or a, a, an interview or something in table talk. Like, I'm pretty sure I heard, I heard of Conrad and Bayway because of like a Ligonier conference video or something or, or a panel discussion or something. Um, Probably. So they, they've always been super friendly to Baptists, yep. even, even dispensational Baptists. Yep. John MacArthur. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to make a joke, but I think Jared Longshore even wrote for him while he was still Baptist before he, became fully reformed and became Presbyterian. Yeah. But he's one of those Moscow Presbyterians. Yeah. He Did you see red. the controversy on that, by the way? Not on him. Uh, which one? Not on him, but evidently Joe Thorne and... Um, uh, oh, Nick Batzig. Yes. Yeah. They, and the podcast is no longer available. I didn't get to listen to it. Yeah, they, they took it down. I never got to listen to it. Um, but then I can't it was it was Jared it was Jared Longshore that did a like a rebu- rebuttal, but like he a, did. a reply to it, I think. He did. I enjoyed it. I like Jared. Um Jared's a good guy, I think. I, I really liked him. Uh, especially when he was with founders and stuff. He he was he was one of the well, I I mean I, I like Tom Askell a lot, but uh, Jared had like kind of the, the the punchy youthful energy, you know. Yeah, I I appreciated that as a punchy youthful guy. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Although less youthful than I used to be, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, Jared. Um, I, I found it interesting though that he went to the Wilson country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it's Wilson has mixed reviews amongst. Uh, the Presbyterians. It's it's funny. Uh, yeah, very mixed to, to say the least. Well, you know, it's weird. Okay, so you know, there was a point in time where there was a, a 
a Baptist to Anglican pipeline, okay, especially Southern uh -huh. Baptist to Anglican. That, but I think it's now turned around to, to Reformed Baptist to CREC pipeline because you keep hearing about this more and more and more and more Baptists, especially a certain brand of 1689er, uh, are, are at least heavily conversant with the CREC, if mm -hmm. not leaving Baptist life to join the CREC. I would say they're they're the most Baptist of Presbyterians, probably. Which uh, they they have the ethos, I think, uh, of a Pres of a of a Baptist, but but uh, a Presbyterian. I don't. I, I can't quite put my finger on what what the commonalities are, uh, or maybe it's just the fact that they they won't they refuse to call Baptists not Reformed, but probably because the other truly Reformed people say they're not Reformed either. So maybe that's right. it. It's like we're all yeah. outside the formed camp together. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you know, I remember um, we were going through Bible study at um, church. Um, and for those that don't know, I, I do attend a, uh, and I'm a member of a PCA church, Reformed Presbyterian. And they. Did they let you become a member, by the way? Yeah. Yeah. They, oh, yeah. That, that's no problem. You, you can okay. become a member um, and not hold to Westminster um, if you ever See, want to R. Scott Clark was R. Scott Clark was talking about, like, Baptists shouldn't be allowed to be members of Presbyterian or other Reformed churches. <laughs> so he's one of of course, those, he hates uh, Baptists, so whatever. But, I, I like him, though. I, I think he's he's so intelligent. Well, he, he's so smart. So yeah, much of his is. stuff is so good. Oh, it is. It's great. Um, his podcast is funny, too. I like the sound effects and to me, he's Cowbell. a better Todd. He's a better Todd Friel. Oh, that is a good point. Todd Friel is yes. almost like a cheap knockoff of him. Gosh, yes, you're right. Uh, Todd's kind of. He's too he's shock kinda, jock. Well, and he's kind of said some dumb things here lately. Uh, not so. Not heretical, but just things you're going, oh, really, Todd? Of course, that's part of that Disney mm. stuff, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, I still like him. I still like his voice. He's got a great radio voice and everything. Great, great radio voice. But yeah. But anyway. Um, Better than but, mine. <laughs> mine too. <laughs> um, well, I was listening to our last, um, and I've tried to be a little bit more conscious of it tonight, but I was listening to our last podcast where we uh, covered uh, Hebrews and I was like, if I had a dollar for every time I said, you know, <laughs> I, was like, that is, I was like, oh, what is wrong with you? Why do you keep doing that? So I've tried not to do it as much tonight. Um, but, uh, well, yeah. Well, you know, big, big props to you for even going back to listen to yourself because I hate doing that and I have to edit this show. It's like nails on a chocolate time. I have to go back and edit one of these because I'm like, ugh. I hate at well, least half of this. <laughs> you know, and I just said, you know, but but this is fitting <laughs> this time. I don't edit my YouTube videos. They're one and done. I, I one take them and that's it. That's because you're a real professional. I'm not a real professional. I just, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a professional. That's why I don't edit them. <laughs> that's why sometimes when you'll, 
you'll see my hand, one of my hands go out of my right hand, go out of frame. And I'm looking up something <laughs> on uh, the website. You'll have like 30 seconds of dead silence. And I'm like, well, that was awkward. <laughs> 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 but, um, now, all right. We were talking about Baptist going to the CREC. I was going somewhere. I don't remember. Oh, oh, we were doing tulip at our Bible study at church and was going through that and everything. It was a men's Bible study. And we were talking about, you know, the five points of Calvinism, you know, the tulip and, you know, Arminianism and talking about how Calvin and uh, Jacob Arminian never even met because of the age difference, you know, yeah. and things like that. Like it really wasn't even, you know, Jacob versus, you know, Calvin, you know, they... Mm -hmm. It just didn't happen. It was the followers, you know, if you will. But um, anyway, we were we were going through that and everything. And oh gosh, I just lost my train of thought again. Don't get old. It's it's not. It's overrated. <laughs> I'm trying not to, but it's coming for me. Oh lord, I've turned. You know, okay, so why, why are you thinking about that? Um, that is very interesting about, about that fact that it was the followers of each doing this because right. I actually met a guy who, who calls himself a classical Arminian and they do exist. Mm -hmm. They're non-Wesleyan Arminians, but they actually do appeal to the works of Jacob Arminius instead mm -hmm. of other people in the Arminian strain further downstream from him. And, um, he sounds remarkably like a Calvinist in a lot of ways, except for very uh, core ways, which is just kind of fascinating. So like the whole provenient grace thing doesn't exist, mm -hmm. right? Because, because that's a Wesleyan addition. Um, and, and so, you know, in talking with him and learning more about where he's coming from, I could see that there could be way more, um, way more, agreement, uh, partnership, and even fellowship between Calvinists and Arminians if the Wesleyan piece wasn't in the way. Right. Because Wesley really hated Calvinism a lot, and, and especially with the way that that uh, that he edited um, the 39 articles of the Anglican Church and removed the, the explicitly reformed elements out of it, and that was kind of the, those were the documents, the founding documents for Methodism, so I just I just wonder like what kind of uh, what kind of a Christian landscape we could have if if we hadn't been so split off from each other, Reformed versus Arminian, you know, or uh, Calvinist versus Arminian, whatever whatever you want to call right. the, the two sides. They were That's actually a lot closer to each other than than they really than they've become, and and, and Calvinists have moved wildly in the opposite direction as well. Like it's not it's not oh. a one sided thing. No. Yeah. And I just realized I called him Jacob Arminian instead of Arminius. Because you, anyway. <laughs> um, it's no, late. What I was, it, it is for me. Uh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but I remember what I was going to say um, that I remember someone, uh, I don't want to mention his name. Um, I don't think he'd get mad at me if I did, but he wants to meet with my pastor and talk to him about that this guy's a 1689 reform guy. He said he wants mm -hmm. to talk to him. He said, I don't have as big of a problem. He said, you know, with the Presbyterian, you know, infant baptism, you know, because most people, that's what it is. It's the, you know, the baptism thing. Yeah. 
But he said he doesn't agree with how they view the covenant. And I was like, mm-hmm. hmm. But he didn't delve into what he meant. So mm-hmm. my pastor was talking about it when we was going through the tulip. And he explained how the Reformed Presbyterians view the covenant throughout the Bible. And I mm-hmm. thought, well, I've always seen it that way. And the way he explained it was, is that instead of it being different dispensations mm-hmm. of you know how people are saved, like Noah, for example, he had he was saved the same way we are. We just know that it's through Christ. He knew mm-hmm. it was through a coming Christ, coming Messiah. Right, right. He just didn't know it was Jesus Christ. And I'm like, okay, what's wrong with that? So now I'm very curious as to if one, because I, I tell you what else I'm, I, I think I'm running into, and, and people don't understand, and they label, and I hate, hate when people label. But I'm wondering if this guy, has met some Presbyterians that don't think that way. And so therefore he thinks all Presbyterians think that way. Mm-hmm. Or if he has a totally different understanding of the covenant, then maybe he has a dispensational understanding of it, which makes me, but I don't think he does because I know he's post meal. And I don't know if yeah, he's so post meal. be opposed. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm like, no, that, that, that does yeah, not exist. That's, yeah, that, that's that's <laughs> well. That would be so a, it's funny so you I, bring I, this up because it's been it's a topic I've been looking into a lot recently too. And so there there have been two different views of covenant theology within Reformed Baptist history. So mm-hmm. some of the earliest of the English Baptists did hold a similar view of of covenantalism that the Presbyterians do, which would be. Uh, it's all one covenant of grace, but with two administrations, right. an old right. one and a new one. And right. so that's very classically reformed, but uh, but the Baptists obviously would would differ on uh, the introduction of paedo-baptism on the new side that, that the Presbyterians right. affirm. But right. then there's, an, a, there's another camp within uh, Reformed Baptist world, 1689 federalism. Uh, mm-hmm. which which holds a, a two covenant system so it's not people try to say that it's dispensationalism it's not dispensationalism what it's doing is it relies more on type and anti-type which anti-type being like the final type that the original type is is showing and so wow. an anti-type um so so uh, one of them falls away after the fulfillment comes and so the 1689 federalism relies on that. So it's saying that the old, uh, the saints of the Old Testament were saved um, through types and shadows. Uh, so the old covenant, even in the old covenant, they were, uh, they were acting in faith, um, but it wasn't fully revealed. The, the new covenant hadn't been inaugurated. So the new covenant is the covenant of grace in, in this in this uh, covenant theology. And so uh, when Jesus comes and death, burial, and resurrection, and the new covenant uh, is, is actually inaugurated, uh, all the old types and shadows pass away, uh, and, and the new covenant is established. 
so so it's it, instead of there being one covenant it, there's two in the old covenant the intention from the beginning is for that to point toward the new covenant people are saved in light of the new covenant which was coming uh, but the old passes away so instead of instead of it being administered twice there are two covenants instead i bet that's why he thinks then i bet that matter of fact i think he does think that way yeah. That's become the that's kind of the predominant view among Reformed Baptists today is the sixteen eighty nine federalism view. Um is that what you but I know to? definitely Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Okay. Yeah. And that's that's the view that's expressed by uh by Sam or not Sam, yeah. Uh Samwise Gamgee Renahan uh, in his book, <laughs> The Mystery of Christ. <laughs> My favorite real life reference. Yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, that book, The Mystery of Christ, His Kingdom and Covenant, it, is incredible uh, and so readable. It's probably one of the most readable uh, covenant Baptist covenant theology books I've read, although Doug Van Dorn's is also really good. Okay. Um, but yeah, so so that's, you know, there's kind of a, um, there's kind of been two views with, within the right. Baptist world. So I know the Presbyterians would definitely appreciate the, the older one much more. Right. <clears throat> and so I was actually... Uh, a friend of mine sent me a, a quote from John Gill, kind of like the Reformed Baptist. Like he's the only Baptist to write a systematic theology, and and he held to that one covenant to administration view with with the with the Baptist emphasis. Uh, and I think a couple other of the earliest, uh, some of the signers even of the 1689 Confession also held to that view. Right. So um, it's been a debate within the Baptist world, the Reformed Baptist world, for for centuries. Okay. Well, I, I mean, I, of course, I kind of hold to that. Uh, I, you know, and like I said here recently, I've also, I see the case for Pado, and I see the case for non-Pado. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm kind of a fence rider on it because, um, you know, there I go again, you know, uh, I, I do see where, Baptism takes the place of circumcision. And, you know, I know there's nowhere specifically that says to baptize your children or your babies or, you know, whatever you want to say there. Yeah. I also know there's verses that don't say not to. And there are those that allude to it. Um, so I, I think where I get spun up. <clears throat> and it, it bothers me is when I see people and you're going to know who I'm talking about. Probably I'm not going to mention names, but <laughs> you're going to be nice. Yeah. And, and I really want to comment, but I, I know it would create an argument. So I don't, but he's a reformed Baptist guy. He's a 1689, but he is all the time. It seems like here of late, he's been going after Presby's. I think he has met a Presby that didn't have a good understanding of infant baptism because infant baptism does not save. Right. Any good Reformed Presbyterian will tell you that. They tell you it's a sign of the covenant. You know, it's a sign of, you know, how the child is going to be reared and raised, but they have to have a profession of faith. I think this guy has met someone that thinks that infant baptize 
infant baptism saves. So now he thinks that all Presbyterians think this way. <laughs> Which is preposterous. Exactly. And, and he gets on there and he makes these arguments. And I'm just sitting there looking at it going, you need to understand the other side's position before you make assumptions. And, and that's the problem. And see, I, this is where I wrestled with it for a while, and, and I sat down and read um, Sproul on infant baptism. And I think there for a while what where I had a struggle with even being open-minded to it was I grew up Baptist. I was, you know, raised Baptist, um, you know, and I think I was looking at it through Baptist eyes. Like that was the only way I could view it. Like there is uh-huh. no other way. Um, so I finally sat down one day and was like, all right, I got to read this and just read it open-minded. And I did. And I was like, well, I see that side now. I see that point. I don't think there's anything wrong with it, you know? Yeah. But then again, I don't think there's anything wrong with believers baptism either. And, and forget the, the administration of it, whether you had to be dunked, sprinkled, whatever, because mm-hmm. the word in the original language can mean either or there's not a yeah. set you know because they talk about like um uh cleaning like a couch or something you're not going to take mm-hmm. the couch and dip it in the creek you're not going to submerge it, it no it, you're going to wash it you know you're going to sprinkle yeah. the water on it pour water on it right so that part of it I, I don't think that's as big of a deal with people as it is you know and two i think that it has such a they they want to say, well, you're just holding on to, you know, Catholicism. No, don't even go there. <laughs> That's yeah, far yeah. from it. It so, bears no resemblance except for the fact that an infant's involved. That's, that's the only that's relationship all. that they have. That's right. That's right. But but anyway, but yeah, but there's been an, a, a PCA guy that I'm friends with on Facebook that he's very intelligent. He gets on there and argues with the guy. And he'll make like a super valid point, and and the and the guy that the original post will be like, "That's a straw man," and y'all think that I'm like, "Did you even read what he said?" There's no <laughs> way you read what he said. There's no way. <laughs> but I'm sure you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's frustrating. I, I think. But, I think the appeal straw same man team, is the same team here. You're you're on the same team. There's other battles that the that you know reformed baptists and presbyters could join together and fight this is dumb don't don't do that (laughs) yeah and you know maybe i'm a bad baptist but like i'm not willing to to divide over even this topic even as core as it as it has been to other people's baptist identity like i'm not i'm just not willing to 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 cut off based on this alone you know, and I, I, you know, I think the passages are, are not super clear for a reason. Right. <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, that's, and see, once I started really reading and studying it, and like I said, reading, you know, sprawl on it, and then comparing the the 1689 and the Westminster and reading, and, you know, I was like, it's not clear either way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the only thing that the Baptists have over over the Presbyterians is the fact that we have so many descriptive texts 
of people right. being baptized upon profession of faith. Right. And, and I and, get that. I, yeah. But then there's also some descriptive text that also says, and he was Entire baptized household. him and his. Yes. And it's like, well, who's in the household? I know it doesn't say, but typically a household was, you know, husband, wife, kids, probably lose servants. Mm -hmm. You know, anyway, yeah. we could go on about, we could have a baptism and it wouldn't even be a debate because we're having a good, healthy discussion yeah. about it. That's how this works, people. If you're listening and you know yeah. I'm talking about you, I really want to mention your name, but I don't want you to get mad at me and start coming at my throat about it because well, that's funny. That, that's how we do with with family members too. It's it's almost yeah. like we're in one big uh, halfway functional family. <laughs> right, right. I mean, like you know, like I love like uh, you know Dwayne's testimony of you know the guy that runs the bar. When he, yeah, because you know he he was an apostle, uh, or was it wasn't uh -huh. what he was in the NAR, yeah, and yeah. was wasn't it his boss at work that started setting him down and going through the Westminster with him? It was mm -hmm. a Presbyterian guy, yep. and he said he agreed with all of it until it got to the baptism part. And see, again, I think that's part of it too, because think about it: when you talk about baptism, believers' baptism, most people think Baptist. Well, no, that's most Protestants mm -hmm. today. Charismatics think that way. Um, mm -hmm. You know, who is it that still did the infant baptism that's Protestant? Lutherans, Presby's? Uh, yeah, Presby's, uh, Lutherans, uh, Anglicans. Okay. Um, uh, Methodists are, I mean, they're not Reformed, but they are Protestant. Right. Uh, they baptize infants. Um, and then but, you got all even... of the. Oh, I was just going to say that some of the Lutherans uh, think that the baptism saves. Yeah, some of them do. Not all of them. Uh, a good amount of them do. Marcus yeah. Gray does. And if you know who Marcus Gray is, then you know who he is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know who Marcus Gray is, don't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he's got he's a, a... That's another one. He's. I'm like, dude, stop it. You know better. Yeah. You know better. Yeah, yeah do better. Um, yeah, they. Uh, yeah, they're definitely um, uh, baptismal regeneration folks. Uh, there are uh, there are charismatics that are also baptismal regeneration people too. Um, Church of Christ is, of course, but yeah. Um. The yeah. Uh, of course, there's other people that get it all mixed up. Uh, with a uh, second work of grace theology too, mm -hmm. where um, you can, when you're baptized, that's when you receive the Holy spirit. So you, you have to be saved, but then you have to be, but then separate from that, you have to be baptized by the Holy spirit. And normally, right. and sometimes they collapse that in with water baptism. Uh, sometimes they don't, but depends on the yeah. camp, but that that's a yeah. mess. That's a whole mess too. Oh, it is. Cause I'm like, where do you even get that from? But I, I will say this, there is one sacrament that we can agree on, and that is the Lord's Supper, that it should be done weekly, and it should involve oh, yeah. grape juice and wine. Grape juice, if your conscience doesn't allow, and for the kiddos, and wine for those of us that know that, yes, John MacArthur, that it was real wine in the Bible, not <laughs> what you think. So when you get to heaven, I hope you're going to be ready to drink the fruit of the vine, because it's going to happen. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, man, that, uh, you know that's that's just that's one of the aspects of corporate worship I look forward to every Lord's Day is communion. Oh, it's it's so great. I, I love it because we have our bread and we have our wine, and it's just it's so funny every time to um, <laughs> our pastor he'll um, you know we'll do the bread first and then we do the wine and he'll take his sip and he'll go. Ah, delicious <laughs> every time. <laughs> That's it's so great. awesome. It's great, man. It's so good. You know, ah. I just want to like, I just kind of want to slap the people across the face who say like, you know, if you do it every week, it's just going to be a an empty ritual. It's just going to be an empty habit. I'm like, no, not if you understand it, it. Yeah. If you understand it, you want to do it every day. <laughs> I mean, yeah, honestly. So once a week is great, you know, so. Yeah, I, I, that, I'm with you. That's that's one of the things I look forward to. Um, if, if your pastor's taking it seriously and the congregation's taking it seriously, and and yep. you truly understand what's going on, what it's all about, yeah, you're you're gonna you're not only gonna enjoy it, enjoy doing it, taking it every week, you're gonna look forward to taking it every week. Like you're gonna Absolutely. anticipate it. Yep, it's super. And and I do, I, I do, and it's and our church does it. it uh, it does take it seriously. You know, we fence the table and, um, you know, as much as you can, you know, you, you, you can't read people's hearts, but, you know, he explains it and everything. But, yeah, it's it's just, like I've said before, if you, if you don't delight. go to a, a Reformed church that's, you know, liturg liturgical and how they do things, what are you even doing with your life? So, it's <laughs> yeah. just... Opening with scripture, reading response scripture, then a hymn. I, I know I do this every time, but I don't care. I'm going to do it again. We open with reading response of scripture. Then we sing a hymn. And then we have another. We do another script? No. Then we pray. And then we followed up with the Lord's Prayer. Then we do another song. Then we do corporate confession together we read corporately our confession then we do silent confession then we have words of comforting then we sing another song then we do our announcements then we have the the gospel proclaimed then we do the, uh, the lord's supper and then we sing another song no altar call we just sing a song because altar calls are not in the bible um and then we have the that's right and then we do the um, benediction the lord bless you and keep you so just like you do so every good. week yes it's, it's it's just a thing of beauty oh, i highly recommend it forget your typical you know playing you know in southern gospel song or whatever the coolest <laughs> elevation worship or maverick city music or whatever that group is and one of their cool songs and you know, have a congregational singing and then uh, do welcome visitors and a few more songs, take up offering, play another song or have a special singing, preach a 30 minute sermon and out by noon. Forget that. Have an <laughs> altar call and close your eyes, raise your hand, repeat this prayer. Oh, gosh. Get, get saved every Bible? week. Yes. How about read your Bible? Be biblical for once. Let's do that. Read your Bible, man. Come on. I like that instead. Be a work. biblicist. <laughs>
Well, Kobe, as always, I, I always enjoy our conversation. It's been a delightful one. Uh, always appreciate you coming on, Anytime. sharing your I wisdom. <laughs> About wisdom. <laughs> you have a different <laughs> definition than I do. <laughs> well, uh, tell the listeners where they can find you and your top-notch content online. <laughs> well, if you want to see some guy ramble about Bibles, you can go to youtube.com slash rule Bible reviews. I finally got over a hundred subscribers, so I have a yeah. real name. That's right. Hey man, I have a real name <laughs> now for the channel, not a bunch of gibberish afterwards. Mm-hmm. So it is rule Bible reviews. It's also the same on Instagram and Facebook. And you can find me on Twitter at CWMUNS. Uh, I tweet from time to time, or mainly retweet, but I like to engage on there more so than 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 the the Facebook. You get banned on there if you say too much. Yes, you can. <laughs> you, you can go to Facebook jail pretty quickly. So, but yeah. Uh, I like to talk about Bibles. I got a neat one coming up this week. I've, I've already got it recorded. A friend of mine, Matt, sent me three Bibles. Um, that uh, one was a scholar, the wide margin that I've already uh, put up. The other one was that uh, new king that reminds us of the Clarion. But this next one, he threw it in because he told me he was sending me two. When I opened it up, I was like, wait a minute, what's this? It is a, it's just a cool little bottle. I, I think everybody will enjoy it. So it's a short, I, I think it's like a 10 minute video. It's not as long as my normal ones, but it, it's just a cool bottle. So, but um, I'll be posting the uh, preview pictures and whatnot on Saturday. It's typically what I do. Then I release my videos on Sundays. So be on the lookout for that. Very cool. Uh, you know, funny thing, uh, you know, about rural Bible reviews uh, you come for the Bibles, but you stay uh, for which silicone ring you're going to be wearing in the <laughs> in, in the video. That is true. That is true. What color I, I silicone do, wedding ring? That's right. I, I do have several of those. I tell you what, I need to do on Sundays when I go to church. I wear. Um, I have a. Uh, when, when we first got married, I had a ten karat gold wedding band, and Whoa. I work work an office job. And ten karat gold is supposed to be tougher. Than 14 karat. That's why it's cheaper. Hmm. Man, I beat that thing to death. It's got dents and dings and all this. So, uh, a friend of mine turned me on to a silver tungsten ring that they sell at Walmart. And uh, I think I gave like 60 bucks for that ring. Man, that thing is tough. So, I wear it from time to time on Sundays. But I also wear, um, give a shout out to uh, this guy named Scott Anderson. He used to run a company called 1689 beard and i was a supporter is because i used his soap and his uh um beer balm and oil and because he had a coffee scent and for those of you who don't know i i do enjoy my coffee i'm not as quite a big of a nerd about it as lee is but uh, i i do enjoy coffee so since i was an avid supporter he sent me a shield ring and I wear it mm. from time to time. And he, he also sent Joe Thorne one. And I felt special because I was on that same Instagram post as Joe Thorne was. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, hey. So, but anyway, <laughs> but um, 
I wear it on Sundays and I have these, uh, you know, those beaded bracelets that people wear. I have, uh-huh. um, I have, um, a black set of those. It's got one of them. It's just solid black beads. And the other one's black beads with a black cross. So I wear it on Sundays. Um, nice. you know, so I might, maybe I'll wear that sometime for a video. I'll do a review and I'll be a little blinged out there for people. Yeah. <laughs> bling it up, man. Love it. Uh, so I got those from, and I'll link where I got it too. I like to try to link things. I got it from um, Art of Homage. Um, nice. That guy, it's, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the hats that people wear sometimes. Like it'll say worship, but it's like W-R-S-H-P. And it's mm-hmm. written in like um, big letters. Or it'll say mercy. And it'll say M-R-C-Y. Um, I'm trying to think of what else he has. But anyway, he makes just some cool... It's like a boutique style, um, but not in the way like, you know, most women have, you know, like they have these women's boutiques, with these frilly clothes, but mm-hmm. his is like very biblically centered uh, clothing. that's really cool, um, but it's called the Art of Homage. But, oh, and if I can plug this, next yeah. Tuesday night I'm recording. I, I've mentioned, you know, I mentioned my friend Matt that sent me the um, um, Bibles to review him and his friend Claude, well, Claude mainly runs it. Matt's on there from time to time, have a podcast called the Here I Stand Theology Podcast. And it's on YouTube. Well, I'm going to be on there interviewing, talking about Bibles. So I'm looking nice. forward to that. But I'll have to look my best because it's it's on YouTube. <laughs> and oh, people will actually no. see me. It won't be just <laughs> my hands. <laughs> so, but yeah. That's great. Awesome. Uh, well, you can check the show notes for uh, the link to Kobe's page and uh, and also links for uh, social media for Reform Meditations uh, at Ref Meditations on Twitter. Uh, you can also uh, go on Facebook and like the page. There's also a group. Uh, and uh, and you should also check out the link to the Bar Network because uh, Meditations is, is happily a member of the Bar Network uh, and has been for uh, a few years now. I yeah. should go back and actually find how long it's been, but um, it's a great, great uh, group of reformed uh, and Calvinistic podcasts uh, that you would do well to subscribe to any and all of them. So I highly recommend that whole catalog. Um, all right. Well, uh, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. <laughs>